When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back, Silver and Black today, and Odyssey Zone Podcast. If you don't subscribe to the podcast, you gotta, you gotta go do it now. That's right. Subscribe wherever you get your audio. Just look for Silver and Black today. Hit subscription. Put on auto download so you always get the latest and greatest edition of the show. Mo Moten, he is the national NFL writer with Bleacher Report. You can follow him on Twitter, M O E M O T O N. I am at L V Gully. Scalco Branson, your co-host as well. And it's time to talk a little bit about Moe's writing and, of course, Moe's alter ego. Hey, look. It's Midtown Moe. Oh, yeah. It's time for Midtown Moe. And if you missed his piece on Bleacher Report at the end of last week, th- th- that run Thursday or Friday, Mo? I can't remember. That was run on Friday. Friday. Okay. So right before your weekend, Mo dropped a piece about top free agents still on the market and good fits for them. And we've been talking about weeks since Marcus Peters visited the Raiders and how much sense it would make. We've talked about it many times. But, Mo, in the course of this piece, um, you looked at a bunch of different guys, Yanni Kingagwe, former Raider, a bunch of guys out there. Um, and, of course, Marcus Peters, you talked about the Raiders. What do we know now? I mean, when you look at the Raiders and what they've done, what they did in the draft, what they haven't done in free agency, at least since uh, that initial uh, slew of signings, when you look at Marcus Peters, he still makes sense for this Raiders team uh, you found during your research for this piece? I, de- I think he definitely still makes sense for this Raiders team simply because I think they need a veteran to push the young guys at the position. Last week, we talked about Nate Hobbs preferring to return to the slot cornerback position, which leaves the outside boundary spot open for possibly Jacorian Bennett, maybe one of the signees that they've had in uh, David Long Jr., Duke Shelley. But I, you're not going to be handing out starting roles at training camp. So I think Marcus Peters, I think if he does eventually sign with the Raiders, I think he's going to win one of those jobs. But if he doesn't, he's great competition for one of the younger guys to show that they, you know, they deserve that starting role. So I think the Raiders need him for multiple reasons. If he is still, if he can still perform at a high level, he can still force turnovers. And that's what the Raiders have desperately needed. The Raiders have finished last in interceptions in the last two years. Yes. So think about that. Well, and you talked about it, Mo. You talked about why he makes so much sense. And you talked about the fact that with Patrick Graham, here's a guy who really values man cover corners. 
that are ball hawks, right? Guys that go after the ball, to your point about interceptions and the Raiders failing to even make a blip on the radar when it comes to turnovers in the in the backfield. Um, when you look at that, you say, hey, this is the perfect sense. Now, to me, it's probably coming down to Marcus Peters looking where he's going to get the best offer. It's a money issue, I would imagine. The Raiders are, in my view, a perfect fit for him, but there's also other teams out there who need the same thing. Yeah, I also listed the Minnesota Vikings, and I listed the Tennessee Titans. I think I think the Vikings are a better fit. I think the Titans have a big need there because yeah. Cliff Farley out of Virginia Tech has been a bust, I want to say. He's been hurt. He hasn't been available. But even when he's played, hasn't lived up to his first-round billing. So I think the Titans, may, they don't play as much uh, man as the Raiders and the Vikings are, are going to play because Brian Flores is a new defensive coordinator for the Vikings. So I would make note of that. Brian Flores is another heavy man coverage guy, defensive coordinator who comes from that Patriots tree, but the Titans have a big knee there. And I don't see why they wouldn't look into a Marcus Pierce if they think he, he can fit there. But I think it's ultimately, as you say, he Marcus Pierce is going to look at where can I get the best offer? And I think he can get the best offer from either the Raiders or the Vikings who have a big need in their secondary. Now, another guy you talked about in relation to the Raiders in your bleacher report piece was a guy you called the quintessential glue guy. And that is safety. John Johnson, with the Cleveland Browns, here's a guy who can play in the slot even. I mean, he can play all over that defensive backfield. Talk about John Johnson and um, if what his fit with this team would be and what you see his role being if the Raiders were to make a move there. I see John Johnson or John Johnson III, depending on where you look on some websites, he has this suffix there. But I see him as that he, he can fit that Julian Love role where he could play, as mm. you mentioned, slot corner, and he could play safety. Um Patrick Graham has had guys play that role in pre at previous spots, especially with the Giants. Logan Ryan, as I mentioned, Julian Love, even Xavier McKinney had uh, wore multiple hats in the secondary. So Patrick Graham likes that versatile defensive back who can who he move around the, the secondary like a chess piece. As I said in the piece, as you mentioned, John Johnson is basically a glue guy. So wherever you need to fill in a spot, he can do that. Now, primarily, he's going to play safety. I, I think he's best as a free safety because his coverage is still up there. Unlike, mm -hmm. as I wrote in the piece, unlike some of the other guys available in the open market, his coverage hasn't slipped a bit. I believe he's under 85 in passer rating allowed in his last three, four seasons. He's going to primarily play the safety position. I prefer him at free safety, but if you need him to slide into the slot, somebody gets hurt, somebody plays another position, he can also do that too and play it at a high level. He also lessened his missed tackle rate, so he's a – He's a reliable tackler for the most part, not the greatest tackler. You're not going to use him as a thumper on the box. But if you need a guy who's going to get you the routine tackle, a, 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 a good stop on third down, he can definitely do that. And I think he's a he's a pretty good fit for this defense and under Patrick Graham. I know Vinny Vonsignor at the Las Vegas Review Journal is a big fan of his because he played for the Rams and Vinny covered the Rams. So Vinny knows all about what John Johnson III can do. And I've watched a lot of him and I know what he can do in that secondary. Yeah, we hope to have Vinny on the show soon, uh, as we haven't had him on in quite a while. But this is interesting, too, because you mentioned one of the other top spots that makes sense for John Johnson is right in the AFC West with the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, and you look at the two needs of those teams, they somewhat mirror each other in different spots on their defenses. So the Raiders could have competition. If the Raiders don't sign him, you could see him within the division. Yeah, Raider fans probably don't want to hear this, but John Johnson the third probably makes a, a better fit with the Chargers because his former defensive coordinator is over there. Brandon, yeah. Brandon Staley was the defensive coordinator of the Rams when the Rams had the number one total defense and uh, defense in scoring. 
John Johnson was part of that defensive unit, and Brandon Staley has brought multiple former Rams on that 2020 squad to this Chargers team. Now, the Chargers lost a safety in Nasir Adley, who retired this offseason. I know they have JT Woods there, but he doesn't have a lot of starting experience. Staley could possibly bring John Johnson III over, go back to Los Angeles just with another squad there in the Chargers. Well, we talked about these two guys in your piece, Mo. Anybody else out there? I, I think the Raiders will will make a move in the defensive backfield, and I think they will also make a move at linebacker, which we'll save for a future show. At least I hope they do. Um, but when you look at defensive backs, what are maybe some of the guys still out there too that didn't make the cut for your piece this time that could be a good fit in Las Vegas to help that defense out? I would even consider Logan Ryan. I know I briefly mentioned him. He's he's an older defensive back, but he has the knowledge in Patrick Graham's system. Patrick Graham trusted him a lot when he's with the Giants. He has that leadership type of vibe to him. I, I saw him on a recent show. I won't give that show a shout out because I don't. We're not into free advertisements here, but <laughs> he, I, I think he he can bring something to a locker room, especially a young secondary. As I said, the Raiders have a very young secondary between their safeties and their cornerbacks. They need that veteran leader, and I'm not sure if, Patrick, if Marcus Peters is that guy to be a leader. He's more of a playmaker than a leader in the locker room. But Logan Ryan fits that mold where he can be a leader in the locker room and still make plays at his age. I believe he's 32 years old, older, but still knowledgeable of the system and can still play at a decent level. There you go. See, so now you got to go read the rest of Mo's piece so you can see other players that are out there that are not just Raiders-related, but also uh, keep up on what's happening. <laughs> Quick, quick note, I will say a lot of people who read the piece, and I will spoil a little bit for myself, a lot of people <laughs> like Quan Alexander as a fit with the Raiders linebacker who played yeah. with the Jets last year, so I watched a lot of him. He had some injuries early in his career, but he's really picked it up, and he's a three-down defender. If the Raiders are going to go the veteran route and they don't get Patrick Queen or Isaiah Simmons, I think Quan Alexander is someone to consider. There you go. And we we, we will get into linebackers here, Mo, either, either next show or next week, because yeah. we got to talk about it. It's such a black hole for this team. Excuse no the pun there. No offense. <laughs> no offense to the folks in the black hole, uh, but it really is. I mean, it is. It, it's a twilight zone. Okay. Well, maybe that's better for this team. And so we got to we got to figure out what they can do to perhaps make it better if they decide to. And you got to figure there's got to be some bodies that they bring in just because from a competitive standpoint, being able to do that uh, is huge for this team. So we'll see how it all runs out. Uh, but uh, but it's interesting. Lots lots to talk about. And we're just about uh, 13 days, right? 13, 14 days from the start of camp in Henderson out at, uh, at the Raiders facility. So getting better. I'm looking forward to it, man. We're going to have some new stuff to talk about, start to look at what's happening out in camp. That's why we want to get Vinny on. We want to get some other folks on here soon to talk about this because here we go, buddy. Yeah, buckle up. We're going to actually have something to talk about other than mustard and ketchup to start these shows. So <laughs> I know some fans That's right. who are tired of the food talk are going to be relieved that we, we're going to start off with some football instead of food. But yes. that's going to come up very soon. we got another week to go, as you said. Yes. On the next episode, pineapple on pizza or no? no. <laughs> Anybody who's followed the show for more than a month knows about yeah, that. Knows so. About Oh, that's all fun. All right, Mo. Well, listen, what do you got coming up? Uh, I know we got a show on Thursday, of course. Anything in between now and Thursday, as we sit here on Tuesday, uh, i.e. Wednesday or later today, uh, that people need to get ready for and support you by reading your work? I actually haven't settled on a sports not piece yet. Usually sometimes I come up at the spur of the moment and just see what's buzzing. So Raider fans out there, I do listen to you on social media. What are you guys and gals out there talking about? And sometimes I'll... I'll say, okay, I like that idea. I'll turn that yeah. into a, a column. But on the Bleach Report side, I do have a piece coming out, Bold Predictions for Training Camp. 
These are guys that I think that could surprise people and maybe cut or traded. It could be a Raider Bowl prediction mixed in there. I'll, I'll leave it up to suspense. <laughs> Check out the piece, and you'll see what's in there. There you go. Now, I have your headline already. You ready? Good. Raider Nation, no ketchup on hot dogs. Yes! No ketchup on hot dogs at training they, they're As of this point, now, I, I know you got a few hours left. Or no, I think it's expired now. So after the show ends, we'll actually have your poll will be final. So we'll quickly talk about it. I know we're not going to do two in a row shows a segment about hot dogs but we will look at your stats there and see what raider nation says uh maybe that's so where i have to i'll go do a, a sports not piece raider nation hates ketchup on their hot dogs i, I, I am so disappointed in our country that poll. <laughs> I, I i honestly didn't think it would go the oh. way it's going oh my gosh it's fun there you are. go it reminds me our good friend q myers over at raider nation radio my former broadcast partner we did a thing on the air one time about Pop-Tarts. Do you remember that? And I remember it, that. It was the same Toasted thing. Toasted or raw. Toasted or raw. And it was like, I, I, we brought it up in the course of conversation, and I never knew that people had that strong. And, of course, I was right again on that one. <laughs> just, just saying. Uh, but, but I oh, just was – it was – but the passion on both sides of the issue – were amazing because I was like, I thought I was the only freak out there who said, no, you got to eat them raw right on the package. Forget toasting them. And I kind of always, you know, I was like, oh, I don't want to tell anybody I do that. And then all of a sudden, all these people came. No, of course, man, you don't you don't put those in the toaster. And then there were the people. No, you got to toast them. What are you nuts? You don't eat raw food, blah, blah. So all good stuff. That's why that's why we have fun on the show. Right. Because believe it or not, um, there are people who talk football and there are people who talk football that are human beings. Yes. We actually do things outside of this. So a lot of you like to know that. Some of you don't care to know that. And you say, I'm not going to listen to this show. Totally cool, too. As well as you come back for the football, that's that's fine with us. Mm -hmm. Side note, I, I've never eaten a toasted Pop-Tart. <laughs> see? Mo, Mo, see? There you go, Mo. Tear in my eye. Ended in a good note, right? <laughs> that's right. Ended on a good note. Okay, Mo. Well, listen, man, we will talk to you on Thursday, buddy. Right. See you Thursday. All right. For our producer... Mike Rabia, who wanted me to remind you to subscribe wherever you get your audio. Make sure you hit the subscription, the auto-download button. To Mike Rabia, thank you for being our producer and doing such a great job. For Mo Moten, no, excuse me, for Mo Moten, let me say his <laughs> name correctly, I am Scott Colbrands, and this has been Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. We will be back with you on Thursday. Have a great couple days, Raider Nation. We'll talk to you then.